Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Good morning and salutations from sleepy old Morio again. Once more. And then once more again after this. Oh. Jojo's World Special Edition Thus Spoke Kashibe Rohan Episodes. It's weird. It's really weird. It's, you know, if there's one thing I could say about this, it's really weird. It's really weird. Like, when we were watching it, I was just thinking to myself, oh man, this is a little odd. And then the further we got in, the weirder it gets. It just like really... Me really escalates in a way I was not expecting. Very surreal. But also, not much really happened. (laughs) But isn't that really peak Rohan Kashibe speaking thusly? Sure. (laughs) So, this is the first episode of the two Rohan Kashibe OVAs uh, of Thus Spoke Kashibe Rohan. Mm -hmm. Uh, It covers episode five of Thus Spoke Kashibe Rohan, Millionaire Village. Liam, did you know that today's episode... Is brought to you from Mario with love by Brian. <laughs> That's my favorite James Bond movie. <laughs> or from Mario with love. Yeah. It's brought to you by Brian Isaacson. Brian Isaacson, a patron of JoJo's World, if ever I've met one. Yep, he is a patron. That's definitely something <laughs> we can say about Brian Isaacson. Man, we're already losing it to the heat, aren't we? Luck. It's very hot. <laughs> it's and it's I'm predi- having a seizure. <laughs> it's predicted to be 40 degrees today. <laughs> and let me tell you, that's not as hot as Brian Isaacson. You threaded the needle, Nick. You threaded the needle. Thank you. Thus spoke Kashibe Rohan. Thanks, Brian. That's what he said. What? Thus spoke Kashibe Rohan. Or thank you, Brian. Yeah. Ah, naturally. That's what Kishibe Rohan spoke. Spake, please. Thusly. (laughs) He spake thusly. Thanks, Brian. You're an all right guy. I want to just do a quick look and see if I can find any author's notes or anything for this. Because it would be really good to know. Uh Aha. You know, in all this excitement, we haven't even introduced ourselves. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. And this is Jojo's World, featuring Rohan. (laughs) Rohan Kishibe. No Jojo's this app. Very weird. Well, we saw the back of Josuke's head at the end, but he didn't say anything or do anything. Fair, fair, yeah. Hirohika Araki had this to say about the thing we watched today. Oh, God. In manga edition. Oh, okay. The greatest benefit I obtained from Millionaire Village is Kyoka Izumi, the editor's character. Even though she has an annoying personality, I love this character and would consider her a masterpiece. What? I want to certify on my honour that no editor among my entourage was used as a model. It's true, and don't believe I say that because I fear reprisal. (laughs) I always love when people are like, I base it on this guy. And I'm not just saying that. Because the first thing that you think of when they say that is, are you just saying that? Is that (laughs) why you had to backpedal a little bit? Okay, well, question. Why is she a masterpiece? Just really good, apparently. Okay. Even though she's a little annoying. I wonder if she features in subsequent Thus Spoke Kashibe Rohan adventures. Well, how many are there? Uh... What, like six? Well, this is episode five, as we know. Mm-hmm. Millionaire Village. Ah, the village of millionaires. Indeed. There are nine. Nine, I Their see. Their names are... the first, Okay, these are the ones they... This is the release order of them. Well, don't tell me episode two. Is that the one that we're watching next? It's not going to give you anything. Oh, okay, good. So, in ascending... Oh, so this is the chronological order of their release? What? That's the order they so came out in So it says releases in, in ascending chronological order. Yes, okay. The order they came out in life. Okay. In real life. Yeah. Not Rohan's So life. the first one that was released, and uh-huh. you'll see why this gave me a point of confusion. Oh, okay. All right. Thus spoke Kashibe Rohan, episode 16, 
at a confessional. Uh, okay. Released in 1997. Then 10 years later, um, thus spoke Kishibe Rohan, episode 2, Mutsukabe Hill. Then episode 3, Rohan Kishibe goes to Gucci. Ooh. Which I believe we've spoken about on JoJo's World before. Oh. Uh, thus spoke Kishibe Rohan, episode 5, Millionaire Village, is the fourth one to be released. Excelente. Then thus spoke Kishibe Rohan, episode 6, Poaching Seashore. Poaching seashore? Yeah. Like, as in, like, she sells seashells by the seashore? Yeah, she poaches seashells by the seashore. (laughs) Uh, Then uh, episode four, The Harvest Moon. (gasps) The Harvest Moon. Episode seven, A Rainy Monday. In Mario. We don't know that. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, Episode eight, Deoxyribonucleic Acid. (laughs) Okay, yeah. And finally, episode nine, released in February 2018, The Run. Hmm. Wait, February 2018? Yeah. That was last year. Amazing. It's still going. After all these years. So what I've noticed uh-huh. is that the first six seem to have ra- seemingly random episode numbers. Yeah. And then number 789 are numbered 789. Yeah, but maybe in total they're going to make 16. I don't know why I said they. Why Araki is going to make 16. But at first he was like, I'll make 16, like Star Wars. It'll be like episode four. We'll get to episode six and then we'll make the other three. Are there any of these titles you would like to dr- to drill down on in further detail while we're here? Uh, without a doubt. So Goes to Gucci is... we've So we've talked about that on the podcast before. And I remember that that is Rohan goes to Gucci in Italy yeah. uh-huh. on account of finding um, his grandmother or something's Gucci bag. Okay. Can we watch that one at some No, point? they haven't made that into an OVA. Oh, guys. Terrible. All right, well, what about DNA or deoxyribonucleic Deoxyribonucleic acid. That's the one. So I'm assuming they haven't made that into an OVA either. No. Damn it. This one shot was originally titled as episode nine in the Basatsu Margaret publication. Araki <laughs> said, It's an honour to have my manga published in a girls' magazine for the first time, so I wanted to give it an unusual but happy ending. You know what's funny? I reckon every girl that I've met, save for all of them, are like, man, Rohan, he's the best. But also, isn't every guy you've met like that too? It's true. It's really true. You know, every dog that I've met has been like, Rohan. Rohan, Rohan, Rohan. That was good. That was a good impression of a dog. Yeah, that's how dogs talk. (laughs) Hey, quick aside. How do you know how to spell deoxy... Uh, deoxyribonucleic acid. It's easy, you just need to sound it out. Deoxyribonucleic acid. Yeah, but how do you know that off the top of your head so quickly? Because I'm Liam. <laughs> it's like you saw that and just pronounced it. Um, so I'm, I was just looking for a quick one sentence summary or anything. Um, let's see if I can find it. Okay, TV Tropes for once has come through. Good work, TV Tropes. Episode 9 Deoxyribonucleic acid. A friend of Yukako Yamagishi asks Rohan to help cure her daughter of several strange symptoms. Oh no, she's growing up. Well, we need to remove her DNA then. That's not what... (laughs) That said. (laughs) But who knows? Who knows how Rohan will interpret it? Anyway. Please, my daughter is ill. I don't know what this Tommy Wiseau voice is. Uh, Please, my daughter is ill. Please help her manga artist. That's a good fucking <laughs> point. Why are they asking Rohan? Heaven's door, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Oh no, something's written wrong in her di- Oh. Something's written wrong in her DNA. And now that I've found these other one sentence summaries, I can okay. tell you that at a confessional, uh-huh. 
While researching the inside of the confessional booth, Rohan is mistaken for a priest and hears a man's unusual confession. Oh, I thought he was mistaken for a priest and had to give out a confession. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about Mitsukabe Hill next week, I'm sure. Ooh. A millionaire village. Uh, poaching Seashore. Chef Tonio Trusardi. Nick just put his hands over his face. <laughs> asks Rohan to help him catch an extremely rare fish. The disc abalone. Oh, nice. Love me some abalone. Uh... It's called, on TV trips, it's called Mochizuki Family Moon Viewing, but on the JoJo Wiki it was Harvest Moon. Um, <laughs> Rohan tells the story of the Mochizuki family, who are cursed to die unless they celebrate the Harvest Moon together. So oh. you can see some of these are basically Rohan just recounting, like, urban legends and stuff. Yeah. Is uh, he just saying them to his group of friends and then he'll just go... Probably in manga form. Yeah. And they'll just be like, but is this real? He's like, I don't know. In true Rohan fashion. That's fact. just a theory. A Rohan theory. Ugh. <laughs> Thus spoke I, Kashibe Rohan. Applause, please. Just everyone's there. It's like, do we clap? Do we clap that? Episode 7, A Rainy Monday. Rohan tells the story of a strange day where everyone seems to be oddly fixated on their cell phones. Oh, these young kids. These fucking millennials. looking at their phones and bumping into shit as they walk around. Not like me, Kashibe Rohan, famous manga artist. I'm definitely not a recluse. Uh, Then there's DNA. And then episode 10, The Run. Rohan talks about an incident at a gym. I walked in there and some guy was like, do you want a membership? Do you need a personal trainer? And I said, get away from me. I'm Rohan Kashibe. Don't look at me. And then, of course, not technically part of the Thus Spoke Kashibe Rohan series, but close enough, Okay, is uh, Rohan at the Louvre, where he goes and investigates a supposedly cursed painting. Is it the Mona Lisa? I doubt it, but oh. I feel like it would be a missed opportunity if he doesn't encounter the Mona Lisa. Yeah, if he just sees it and goes, what a piece of shit. I wouldn't kill anyone for those hands. <laughs> oh man, bringing it all back to where it all began. Well, not where it began, because it began with Dio, but, you know, bringing it all back. Ah, uh, yes, I, I heard about this, and this is spoilers for The Run. Oh, okay. Um, Concerning the man who runs in Super Muscly. Okay. The, the last paragraph of the summary on the JoJo wiki of this particular story is... Mm-hmm. Rohan has guessed that Yoma, who is a gentleman in question, okay. a particularly muscularly gentleman, has become the avatar of the god of muscle, Hermes. In angering such a being, Rohan has learned that he crossed a red line. Hoping to have not invoked Yoma's wrath, all Rohan is worried about was to run from the spot he stood from. What? Hey, why would he make the connection between the god of running and... Well, okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm sure it makes sense in context. I'm sure. What a strange series of events to be like, I'm going to the gym. Oh, wow, there's a really muscular guy there. He must be the god of running. Now, I never said that was the series of events. You just invented that in your mind. Well, I mean, it's probable, right? We go to the gym, we see a big guy. He's like, wow, he must be a Viking. I must worship him as a god. (laughs) Excuse me, sir. Well, we know the North Wind created the Vikings. Yeah, true. Uh, If he just comes to, like, the gym one day, he's like, "Uh, excuse me, sir. Um, I've noticed that you're currently... Uh, wearing pelt and carrying an axe. Uh, what is your chosen sacrifice so that I might not die when the south wind comes and takes us all into the cold, dark winter of Ragnarok? Is that the winter? Um, no, um, I can't remember the name of that, but Ragnarok is immediately preceded by a winter that lasts uh, two years. There you go. Gundurna Grap or something. Mm. Yeah, as long as I don't fall into that, I'll be, I'll be fine. It'll be we great. open <gasps> on Kashibe Rohan, set against a, like, a nice pale pink background. Yep, this sounds familiar. Walking us through some of his uh, his 
warm-up exercises for drawing manga, which we saw the tail end of at the end of the final episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. <laughs> Goodbye, Morio, the Golden Heart. Man, I am just so satisfied that you can remember that off by your... <laughs> like, just... <laughs> Off the top of your head is like, do you remember part four? Because I do. Do you want to watch it again? <laughs> do you want to watch this specific episode? Yeah, no. So he's doing this interesting exercise that I saw and went, that's not physically possible. What do you have to do is you have to raise your hands 90 degrees in the air. Okay. So like in front of me? No, up. Uh, with your palms perfectly flat and your elbows straight. No, flat. Flat. Yeah. Uh, okay. Horizontal and flat. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. They're there. Then, uh-huh. um, lower it so your wrists are perpendicular to your body. Perpendicular to my, like that? Where? No, like forward in front of you. Oh, yep, I'm with you. Yep. Now, starting with your pinkies and uh-huh. going with both hands in sync, uh-huh. bend all of your fingers. One, two, three, four, five. Then open them one by one, starting at the thumbs. One, two, three, four, five. How does he do that? And that's how you warm up for drawing manga. How does he do it? I don't understand. You can't physically break your... This, like, tendon between your pinky and your ring finger, right? There's no way. There's no way you can do we it. We cut to the OP. There's a lot of ominous orchestral music uh, as, like, Rorschach-style blots of ink. Uh, just Form into different, like, beings. Yeah, like troubled-looking people. Mmm. It's very it's ominous. Very psychedelic. Uh, very Twin Peaksy, where it's like, yeah, what's going on? I know we say that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4 Diamond is Unbreakable is kind of Twin Peaksy, but this episode felt very Twin Peaksy. Yeah, it's sort of like this entire first bit felt like crime scene investigation drama, mm. where it's like, eerie music, what's going on? Small town, wait, there's a manga artist by a window. <laughs> and the title card is... um. Rohan silhouetted against a window um, and the window is surprisingly small in the otherwise entirely black screen <laughs> and it's just him sort of legs up or something like that with mm. his quill in his hand yeah oh and let's not forget the best shot of the o- like the opening bit where he's holding his quill and he just brings it forward into the camera <laughs> to you more and more uncomfortably close <laughs> it is amazing Rohan is at the Café de Magot with his editor so the cafe what? We've talked about this cafe many times on the podcast before, Nick. Keep no, up. But the cafe de Magot. Yeah, M A I G O T S. Wouldn't it be Major? I don't know. Oh, okay, fair enough. You could have raised this any of the other times we've talked about this place, Nick. Well, I never pay attention to the episodes. <laughs> it's only now that I pay attention because Rohan is here. A text screen pop up informs us that Rohan Kashibe is twenty-seven years old, which places this at about two thousand and six by our math. Sure, I I think that's right. Yeah. We're good at math. <laughs> uh, and he's there with his editor, uh, whose name, of course, is Kyoka Izumi. Okay. Yep. Uh, and she's just there having a meeting with him, being like, uh, so you're going to draw that um, 45 page one shot that's due soon, Rohan? Oh, also important, funnily enough, she's 25 years old. Oh, yes. that's Yes. That becomes significant. That's weirdly important. <laughs> Rohan looks basically like Rohan normally does, but with a slightly different art style for this. Uh, yeah. It actually looks a lot more like how Araki draws things um, ah, more recently, which I, I suppose see. makes sense. Yeah. So he, I thought he looked older for some reason. I was like... Ah, and it turns out it's because he was. Yeah. And I was like, wow, he seems older. Little did I remember his actual age from the anime. <laughs> Izumi is uh what she has like pink hair that curls at the bottom sort of shoulder length yeah kind of like um uzumaki style where someone will be in the village and their hair will spiral inwards towards the bottom i'll have to take your word for it yep 
Is that some Junji Ito shit? That's definitely Junji Ito shit. 100% certified. <laughs> so he's talking about his ideas and then she's just like, wouldn't you rather write about going to a vacation home in the mountains instead? And Rohan's like, did I stutter? What? <laughs> he's like, hey, wait, what? What? Why would I ever want to write about that? You know, for manga. It's a good idea. What's her name? Is Izumi. Izumi. And Izumi's like, yeah, you know, there's this place in the mountains that you could totally write about, right? Rohan loses a temper. He's like, hey. Hey, you were trying to talk me into buying this place, aren't you? You know I recently went bankrupt after buying a mountain. So three things. <laughs> One, Rohan could afford a mountain. Well, he did, he freed up all that um, cash that was wrapped up in Pretty Woman replica furniture. Oh, I wasn't done yet. He, he had enough money at some point mm-hmm. in his life before he's this old at 27, yep. my age, to buy a mountain. Two, Rohan bought the mountain. Yep. He had enough money and went through with it. Maybe we'll find out next episode if that is in a Rohan Kashive story. <laughs> Three, he went bankrupt from buying a mountain. He's not bankrupt necessarily. He says he's bankrupt from buying a mountain. No, he... How am I meant to take this? It's like yeah, the logic he... of the situation is... You're right, he did say he was bankrupt. From buying a mountain. Which I suppose is why at the end of the episode we learn he's living at Koichi's place. It's just like... What is wrong with you, Rohan? Why are you buying mountains? <laughs> and importantly, in this shot, uh-huh. when he's complaining about having bought a mountain recently, mm-hmm. we see a certain man walking by in the background. Oh. Long purple hair, big jacket, guitar case in hand. Oh. It's uh, none other than Akira Atoishi, the user of Red Hot Chili Peppers, who I guess is not in some Speedwagon Foundation oubliette anymore. <laughs> he's just like, oh, I'll just go continue my music career. In Mario. Hmm. Maybe that says something about Araki's opinion on uh, up-and-coming musicians. <laughs> mm. Unless it's just some other guy, but really, what are the chances? Yeah, that's a look. That is definitely a look. So Izumi keeps talking about this place that she wants to go check out, and she wants to bring Rohan to go check out. Okay. This uh, this so-called millionaire's village. So she opens up on her tablet? Yeah. Uh, this... Google Maps-esque looking satellite view mm. where the search bar it's indicates... It's funny you say that. Apparently in the manga it's explicitly called out as Google Maps. Oh, there you go. So um, on Google Maps she types in uh, Millionaire Village. Yeah. And it comes up. There it is. Millionaire Village. Uh, secret Millionaire Village. <laughs> up in the mountains, just kind of there. So there are 11 mountains in close proximity in this village. There are no roads leading into it, but there is a helipad. Ah. Uh, there's also an Isatan department store there. Now, what is that? No idea. Okay, gotcha. They have tennis courts, pools, all sorts of junk. They're millionaires. They can afford junk because they're millionaires. And currently, one of the homes there is on sale for 3 million yen. Oh, <gasps> that's a bargain of 360,000 US uh, dollars. Upon being informed of this, Rohan starts going, hey, 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 hey. I mean, really, he's saying, oi. <laughs> It was subtitled as hey. Yeah, I know, but I'm from Australia and oi, oi is a real word. Oi, 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 oi. Yeah, he's oi, 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 slapping oi. his billy club against his palm and going, <laughs> oi, 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 oi. Oi, mate, oi. <laughs> I thought buying things wasn't the point. I thought you just wanted me to go look for manga. And she's like, no, I want to buy it. Wait, me. is this... Is a me. Is this for the place that you're... We're making manga for? Sure, or, or is this for you? It's for me. I see. Let me tell you the interesting secret of Millionaire Village. Go on, then. Everyone who bought a home there bought it when they were 25 years old. I'm uninterested, but Like go on. me. <laughs> oh my god, you are 25. And when they bought them, 
they were all just regular normal folk and now they're millionaires. How interesting. So we, she walks us through some of the, um, the, the properties on the thing and we see that um, the one is owned by like a shipping magnate and there's, the, um, there's like the president of a real estate company and a cosmetics CEO. These uh, guys are all high flyers. Yeah. And they're, they're all got beautiful wives and children, apparently. I'm sure it's all very normal. It's all perfectly not at all Twin Peaks. Yeah. So Rohan's like, this seems suspicious. Something's wrong. Something doesn't feel right. The last property was su- went on sale in 1989. The man who bought it was working in Tokyo as a delivery man at the time. Now he's an airline CEO worth 30 billion yen. How much is 30 billion yen? No one knows. <laughs> Text pop-ups kept flashing up on the screen when they mentioned measurements and, uh, and fund amounts, but I didn't read them. Ah, uh, classic. Yes, yeah, so she's all like, I'm 25. You want to come help me buy a house that'll make me rich? Hmm. You know, something doesn't feel right about all this. Why should you buy a home at 25 mm-hmm. when I own a mountain? <laughs> uh, and so uh, there's one of those classic gags where Rohan is like, so does the Shueisha editorial team have a helicopter? And then we cut to like a long hiking montage. <laughs> now, I propose... It's 50 kilometres north of Morio. It's 80 Oh, 80 kilometres north of Morio. Now, I proposed that... Uh, we dig into this further because we don't know how they got there and they could have just walked 80 kilometres. I called Nick a fool after he implied that as much because they there, there, was, there was almost certainly a road going north of Mario for a while at Yeah, least. there was a road near the Millionaire Village. <laughs> but at the same time... They've still got a pretty fancy hike ahead of them. Yeah. And they're all wearing like their hiking gear and they've got those, those hiking sticks. What's the point of those hiking sticks? I don't know, reducing load on your back maybe. But like... Surely you'd have to lean forward to use it, right? But if you're um if you're carrying a heavy ba- bag on your back, mm. you might have a tendency to lean forward anyway, and it counteracts that. I'm just speculating. Mm. It could also be a balance thing because if you are walking for a long time, you don't want to trip. That is true. And roll your ankle. Maybe you want to do it just to like shove it into the earth mm. and hear that satisfying crunch. Just like getting back to nature, you know. Going Mm. to basics, you know, getting in touch with, like, the natural spirits out there. Going to a village full of millionaires. Mm. Yeah. You know, when I'm on my way to... Millionaire village. Millionaire village, I don't use a simple walking stick. I use a gold-studded cane. Ah, Mm. on account of how you're a millionaire. Yeah, and I'm one with nature, and gold is the most natural element. And as they're walking, we say they pass one of those tiny Japanese rock shrines. Yeah. So what do we know the significance of this? Well, there was a lingering shot on it at the time. And, you know, we later learned that there are some very serious, like, Japanese spirits in the region. So I suppose you would call that foreshadowing. Yes. Yes, that makes more sense. <laughs> so they get out front of this big gate. And at this point, Izumi decides to tell Rohan, hey, you need to behave yourself or um, I won't be able to buy this house. And Rohan's like, hey, what? Why? What is this? You do this thing where you like to act like you're number one. Like, oh, I'm Rohan. I'm the best, she says. (laughs) Now, we've never seen him act this way. (laughs) It's not like he ever bought a mountain or anything. (laughs) We don't know the context for that. I'm just saying, if you buy a mountain, Liam, I'm pretty sure a lot of the context is I want to buy a mountain. On what level would you need to buy a mountain? I don't know. Some ghost shit? Yeah, touche. You got me there. (laughs) That's fair. Yep. Let's practice manners, Rohan. All right, fine. If I'm entering a place, when should I take off my jacket? Before or after I enter the place? You know what? This is a trick. This is a foolish question. 
You enter it before you go in. You, this is a trick. You don't take off your jacket. You walk in there proudly wet and sogging from the rain <laughs> you've just been walking through. Uh, so the, the, basically Rohan explains that, yeah, you have to take off your jacket before you go in or you could bring outside grit in. Mm. And then he just basically turns around and goes, anyway, about this baby bird over <laughs> here. So there's this small baby bird that's like, eh, eh, eh. oh no, it might get hit by an animal. Uh, well, Rohan's like, oh, and that'd be such a shame. Yawn. Yeah. He's very um, ignorant to being a kind human being, <laughs> shall we say? But we knew that about him. Yeah. And he's, he's like, oh, don't worry, little bird. I'll put you in this candy box, which suddenly makes you much smaller when you're in. <laughs> so she pops it in with a few leaves underneath. Well, more than a few. A lot of leaves underneath it. Yeah. And then shuts it up and is like, oh. And as they do that, the door opens and um, a child, whose eyes are closed at the moment, but when he opens them, we did both audibly go like, ugh. Uh, it's weird. It's really weird. A child butler opens the door. Was it a child or was it like a fully grown man who maybe isn't completely human? I thought it was a child. Okay. Based on voice and size. Now I'm not saying anime and manga... When it comes to children versus adults, does tend to blur the lines. But when it comes to children and adults, Koichi's very small, even in this OVA. Yeah, but Koichi's a child. Well, but not in this OVA. Yeah, he's like 18 by now, if not more. Whatever, child or childlike butler. <laughs> Child-esque being. This is my new manga, Childlike Butler. <laughs> is, his, uh, is his name like? Because it's like child-like butler. Well, this guy's name is Ikiyu. Ikiyu. Is there any significance to that name? I don't know. I've noticed that there's a lot less musical references now. Yeah, in, mm. in Thus Spoke Kashibe Rohan. Yeah, it's almost as though this is trying to be more serious. <laughs> but at the same time, when we were watching it, we were just laughing quite a lot. So his, he opens his eyes after speaking a bit and introducing himself. Uh, and he's got these huge, like, you know, the <laughs> MacGuffin in Men in Black, the galaxy in Orion's belt, the little pendant on the cat collar? No. That's what his eyes look like. Okay, great. Yeah. It's a bit like a universe in his eyes, except there's only three planets, apparently. Yeah. It's like, they're just black. With stars in them. With stars in them. And that's it. Like, there's no pupil. There's no, like, iris. There's just these three black stars. Mm -hmm. So, he brings them in. They take their shoes off at the at the, the step. Yeah, that's very polite of them. Yep. And they go through to a waiting room, take a seat, and Ikiyu is like, the um the, the seller will, will meet you here shortly. Please have some tea. Oh, that's quite nice of you, all and right. And Rohan is like, it begins. Hang on. Do you think this is a test? We've entered a psychosomatic game of mental manipulation, and I don't intend to lose. Me, Kishibe Rohan. Listen here. Izumi? Ikumi? Izumi. Izu Listen here, Izumi. Izumi. They, they might be watching Izumi! Izumi! <laughs> they might be watching us right now. Don't you dare touch that tea wrong. Don't drink it wrong. Otherwise, they might not sell the house to you. Yeah, are you he does like mock her. Like, are you going to check online for how to drink the tea properly? And this is when we were both like, hang on, maybe this isn't set in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> 1999. Sorry, 1999. I don't know why you keep doing that. I don't I think because 1998 was such a good year. Yeah, what happened then? Uh, there were a whole bunch of good games that came out. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I think Final Fantasy VII came out then as well. Maybe that was 1995. But, you know, all these great classic games came out that year. 
So she takes a tip, a sip from her tea and is like, it's very important when you're drinking your tea to not make any noise that would disturb anyone else. That does make sense. Yeah. I hate it when people make noise to disturb me. <laughs> she takes a sip and immediately Ikkyu is back and is like, you have failed the manners test. We will not be selling this house to you today. And she's like, what? what? Let me explain how you breached the manners test, Miss Izumi. My, my, for such a small man, you've gotten quite a deep voice suddenly. <laughs> When you came into this little meeting room, you sat in the seat furthest from the entrance. (gasps) You must not do that unless invited to. That's bad manners. Oh no, I should have known that. Secondly, you stepped on the the gaps in the uh, Japanese tatami mat flooring here. (gasps) That's bad manners. I maybe could have known that. I wouldn't have known that. I, as a 27-year-old man, I wouldn't have known that, so, you know. But then again, I also don't live in Japan, or am not a manga artist or manga editor, so... Thirdly, you held your tea like a buffoon. You put your fingers through the handle. You're only meant to gently caress the handle with your fingers. To do otherwise is vulgar. Now, I'm not saying that's bullshit, but come the fuck on. <laughs> Please leave for today. But... But wait, what do you mean by for today? What? Huh? Something's going on here. Can I come back again? And Ryan's like, let's go. This sucks for manga. <laughs> yeah, Rohan is literally like, come I'm on. Bored. Let's, let's just fucking leave. At this point, Izumi's like, but I like this house. It's really nice being here. And as she's saying this, the lighting is really sinister. Energy is flowing in across the room. It's like purple... Like dark purple mm. with like these l- hazy lines going across the door that the little uh, the little man little child boy as he's like closing it just encroach whoa, upon them. Whoa, 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 whoa. And it's just like, well, this is fucking weird. They both reach into their pockets for different reasons. Is it me? Because she gets a phone call. Rohan because he notices that his is overflowing with bird blood. <laughs> well, we don't know it's bird blood <laughs> yet, but we can deduce from context clues. Well, I literally was like. What the fuck is this in his back pocket? Is it just his ass is bleeding? Yeah, why was the bird in his back pocket when he knew he was going to be sitting down anyway? This seems like it might be unrelated to the mountain thing. Yeah. Yeah, so they're both getting these weird vibes from these things. And they're not good vibes. She gets a disturbing phone call and finds out that her mum was driving and had a heart attack. (gasps) uh, And her fiancé slash boyfriend was in the car and they're both dead. (gasps) Oh no. Rohan is looking down at his little box of birds and like... There's a lot of blood coming out of it. There's a waterfall of blood coming out of it. Also centipedes. Yes. That are probably eating the corpse. Mm. And uh, Rohan's like, what the fuck happened to this bird? I didn't sit on it. It's in this box. Is this a stand thing? Oh. The butler comes back. Rohan immediately heavens doors him. He's all like, fuck you. Let's figure out what's going on here. Okay, okay. You... This is some good animation in this bit. Yeah, good Heaven's Door design. Yeah, I'm very pleased with it. I also really liked in the opening um, when, you know, there would be a series of, like, murky shapes of people or whatever, mm. and then they would all, like, burst open with book pages. Yeah. It's very noir detective style mm. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we learn that this guy is the doorman of this village, mm-hmm. uh, and that he fulfills the will of the land, uh, that he's a vessel for the local gods... Uh, uh, who are really big into manners and if people violate their manners they're punished but if they um, display good manners they will be rewarded so it's kind of like for every rule that you break you will lose something and for every rule that you maintain you will gain something Yeah. so these guys who bought these houses at 25 must have been real sticklers for rules <laughs> and just kept gaining yeah. boons in their life 
Um, this is the power of the mountains, apparently. There are no compromises on manners. Uh, if you respect the land, you'll gain success. Uh, so Rohan's like, ah, oh, he's got no abilities of his own. Ah, mountain gods, uh-oh. So she failed three times, so her fiancé and her mum and this bird died. And now, because the hu- and because of the hubris of wanting a second chance. Mm. And, and then also, like, the book pages, like, shift suddenly and we see down the centre of the boy's face... Turning someone into a book and reading their mind is very rude. <laughs> Without consent? How dare you? To be fair. Yeah, that's pretty rude, though. Mm-hmm. I think I remember the first time it happened, we were both like, ooh, that's... What? Ooh, that's a bit rude. <laughs> Come on. Ah, there's a cool, weird effect here where the, the kid's mouth is open and we zoom in through it and then through a series of opening doors until we're back into the same room. And then we see Rohan's shocked face. He's like, wait a minute. I can be a victim of this. And then Izumi has a heart attack and starts to die. She has like a seizure. There's like frothing at the mouth going on. Mm-hmm. And she's all like, Ugh. Rohan, selfish as he is, is understandably perturbed by this. Doesn't want his co-worker to die. He's like, this doesn't help my monger at all. <laughs> Come on, let me let me try to save her. Come on, let me retry a manners test. And he, yeah, he talks about how like, oh, you gotta forgive her. You know, she just wanted to be happy when she brought me here. She legitimately thought it would be good for my manga. She was wrong, but don't hold that against her. Come on, what kind of dick fest is this? Come and on. And then we see, we see that, that Ikkyu is holding the ultimate test. The corn on the cob. Oh, Jesus. He brings in, he's got a platter of just a big piece of corn. That, that was someone who was owned. <laughs> what? <laughs> You've, haven't you heard that? I think that was a drill tweet. What? I'm not owned. I'm not owned. I scream as I slowly shrink into a corn cob. What the hell is this? Drill? No, I got tw- nothing. On Twitter? Nothing. Famous, like, weird Twitterer? Nope. Okay. Okay. Well, that's it, really. Sure. He's the one who coined the phrase, um, I will, uh, face God and walk backwards into hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is beautiful. Oh, man. I need to use that now. Thanks, Drill. Whoever you are. No one knows. Maybe he's a bot. Maybe it's Banksy. Don't joke about Banksy. He's a very important cultural figure. And Can maybe I tell you a drill. secret, Nick? What? I'm Banksy. Fuck out of here. I, you? I made that paper shredder photo frame. I was literally about to make that <laughs> joke. Wow. So what's it like being a complete unknown? <laughs> so we got the corn. The corn is sitting on a plate. The corn challenge. <laughs> to the left of the corn sits a fork. To, to the, the right, right of the corn. A, a knife. knife. To the north of the corn, chopsticks. I thought it was to the south was the chopsticks. It doesn't matter. But it'd be impolite to provide them to the north because he would have to reach over the corn. Ah. Yeah. That's what you do with like a, a spoon, a soup spoon. Or, not a soup spoon, like a dessert spoon. Yeah, but that's dessert. That's very different. Corn can be dessert. I do not want to be invited to your dinner parties <laughs> if your dessert is corn. Will you try the corn, Rohan, or will you leave? <laughs> Close up on his terrifying eyes that sort of like warp. Yeah. As the universe is like, whoops. Yeah. And, and like intercut with close-ups of Rohan like tentatively reaching for a fork. Just going, fuck do I do? And then we have that, even in Thus Spoke Kashibe Rohan, we have that classic moment where the protagonist reveals they're in control of the situation the whole time. And they just go like, huh, idiot. Don't take me for a fool. I know that you eat corn with your hands. Yum, 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 yum. And the kid is like, <gasps> What? Also, I just totally fucked you up because I heavens doored you so you couldn't see the gaps in the tatami mats and now you're standing in the gaps and now the gods are going to be mad at you. And the gods are like, There's a lot of like vibrating energy air. <laughs> and the kid's like, but how did this work? I, what? No, but I, I take care of this place all the time. I have spatial awareness. Mm-hmm. 
the heart attack gets better because he ate the corn right. And then we get... Re- is this when we get revealed how he managed to step on the things? Oh, I mean, yeah. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but Rohan oh. wrote, wrote it on Heaven's Door that he couldn't see the gaps. He couldn't see the lines. Yeah. Oh. Um, the kid's like, you're cheating. You're cheating. and make the gods angry. And Rohan's like... Nah, let's go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I I can just leave at any point, yep. so fuck off. As they leave, we get a, like a very brief shot of like the nearby trees that are for a moment like looming skulls. And they're like, they have all these weird faces in them and they're like... Just back to normal. Yeah. Izumi reveals that uh, her fiancé and mother are fine, they just got rear-ended and someone overreacted. The bird inside the little box is fine. Yep. Um, and they find its... Well, Rohan finds its nest. And Heaven's Door, who looks weird and different now, um, flies the bird up. <laughs> Floats up, you yeah. mean? Where it just appears and goes, ah. Yeah, into the sky. Like Raimi Sugimoto. Very happy. Like a very happy Heaven's Door. Different hat now. Rounder. Blue lines. Is this a sign of Rohan's Personal maturation? Growth. No one knows. Yeah, no he's one... got Heaven's Door bites the dust now. His second power, which is very important, uh, is that anytime he heavens doors someone, he can heaven doors them again, That's backwards a... in time. Ah. Yeah. See, I knew that reference. I understood it. That is Bites the Dust, right? It's not the explodey one. Cut to Mario. It's 2007-ish. Ish. Koichi's there. Ko- okay. Koichi, Okiyasu, and Josuke are here having a meal with Rohan in 2007 all wearing their high school uniforms. <laughs> just, I just like the implication that either none of them have finished school and they've been held back so many times because they're delinquents or they just really feel attached to their school uniforms from all the good times they've had in them. Like Kakuin. Yeah, like Kakuin, where it's like... We, we are students after all. Yeah, okay, so that... Mm, that's a very different line <laughs> Mm. It would be impolite to not wear the school uniform once we graduate. <laughs> and so Koichi now has a flat top again. I'm like, ugh, get oh, out yeah, of Oh yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's very annoying. I much preferred him with uh, Goku hair. He's got like a weird rounder face too. Mm. But then again, Koichi as we age... Koichi does not take to the new art style well. Uh, but as we age, we all get rounder faces. And Okiyasu sounds like he's been smoking a pack of cigarettes a day since we last saw him. Oh, it's me, Okiyasu! It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, you sound bad. It's just me, friendly neighborhood, Okiyasu. And Josuke doesn't say or do anything. Oh, classic Josuke. (laughs) Cruel of them to deny me more good Josuke content. (laughs) Uh. We learn, um, with an off-handed remark from Rohan that he won't be home until about eight, that he's living with Koichi right now, presumably because he's bankrupt. From buying a fucking mountain. I want to know if that is Koichi... At home with Koichi's mum and Koichi's sister. Or if Koichi has some sort of like swing and pad. And then Rohan is there like, Koichi, let me live with you. <laughs> Boy, I sure you, you, know, you know, you know it would be like the day Koichi moved out. He'd be like, oh, I've been so looking forward to having some privacy now that I'm a young man. Let me just uh, make some dinner and then I'll just, uh, I'll have a nice night in. Goes to his, yeah. you know, he walks to his bed after his like, man, can't wait to sleep in my new bed. And Rohan's there like, what are you no, doing No, 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 it's um... <laughs> Oh, I'll just answer the door as a polite young gentleman that I am. Koichi, I need to live with you. What? Hi, Rohan. Why? Uh, okay, make and then yourself. He's walking in, putting his suitcase down. Many a thing have happened in the last two days. I bought this mountain. <laughs> Okiyasu offers to let uh, Rohan live with him for a while in his big old empty house with his creepy dad, who Rohan is quite intrigued by. 
And uh, yeah, it's all for the manga, of course. Of course. Um, Okiata asks if Rohan can try and fix his dad with Heaven's Door, and he says he refuses. (laughs) Not, no, I don't think I can. Just, I refuse. Mm -hmm. And thus spoke Kashibe Rohan. That was the ending theme. Okay. Yep. I don't know what it actually is, but it's not as fun. It's called as... Finding the Truth in all caps. Oh, that's... It's very serious for all of this, isn't it? So, Nick. Yes. What were our highlights and lowlights for Thus Spoke Kashibe Rohan, Episode 5, Millionaire Village? Oh my god, it's so... It's such, it's such a weird tangent from JoJo's, mm-hmm. where JoJo's is very clearly like a really fun, just bonkers kind of thing. And then this is like a little bit more serious. A bit moodier. Bit moodier, yeah. Bit more atmospheric. Much like Rohan himself is a bit moodier. Yeah. Yeah, it's like all the Jojos are just very naive and they're like, man, the world is great. I'm great. Oh, except for, uh, for Jotaro, of course. Yeah, but Jotaro But he had like... his merry pack of idiots to balance him out. And his favourite colour was... Um, transparent. Transparent. So really, his world was just super serious all the time to the point of ridiculousness. But this is like a genuinely more... Not heartfelt, but serious thing. So what was your highlight? Oh yeah, that was the question. I want to say the highlight would have to be the f- like the ending bit where he's just talking with Koichi, Okiyasu, and Josuke. So that was my millionaire village adventure. Yeah, because it's just like, one, one of the reasons I liked it so much was if the show was called Thus Spoke... Kishibe Rohan. I keep trying to say Kishibe Rohan and always going, Thus Spoke Zarathustra. <laughs> but like, no, it's not. Uh... Yeah, it's just like, oh, is this what all of them are like? He's just telling, he's just talking to his old friends. Mm. Oh, that's nice. It's so fucking wholesome. (laughs) You know, like it's so ludicrously wholesome for Rohan to have changed in that way. And we just see the after effects of it, which is like, oh, this is nice. This is a fun time. Very different from let's go to a manga artist's house, Rohan. Hey, how are you? It's like, I'm pretty good. Heaven's door. My highlight was the corn challenge. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Fucking corn challenge. What about it was your highlight? Just the way like he was suddenly holding this tray of corn and you you see that and you're like, oh no, the corn cob, one of the most challenging etiquette scenarios. <laughs> I just, I just love that, that look on Rohan's face of, but what do I do? But what do I do? There's this corn in front of me. <laughs> like it's still ridiculous as a show. Yeah. yeah. Low light. It has to be them walking through this mansion village place. Because it's a mansion. But I also feel like we didn't really get to see any of it. Exactly. It's like they're just walking through these halls and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's there's a garden outside. Lack of access to Millionaire Village is also my low light. Oh, oh dear. So, Nick. Yes. What I want to ask you, and also myself. Oh, because you haven't seen it yet. No. Um, is what it could possibly happen Mm -hmm. on uh, Thus Spoke Kishibe Rohan, episode two. Mutsukabe Hill. Wait, you didn't tell me what happened in Mutsukabe Hill, did no. you? No. Oh, now I have to guess. So there's this hill. A small man t- mountain, if you will. Now hang on. I'm just thinking. We know that at some point in the past, Rohan Kishibe bought a mountain. Yeah. What if that mountain's name is Mutsukabe Hill? It's possible. <laughs> I'm thinking this could be the origins of... Oh no, I've gone bankrupt from buying a mountain. Yeah, they worked that line in to like tease our expectations for the next one. Yeah, but okay. So, hmm. Did this come out chronologically before or after this one that we just watched today? Before. Before, okay. All right. And the episode number is two. 
Um, well, hang on, I should, I should clarify. Um, the manga came out before. Yep. The OVA came out after, hence why we're watching it. Oh, okay, yeah. alright. So it's meant to be watched in this order, not... I suppose like, so. Oh, I mean, right. who really gives a shit, you know? <laughs> They're all one-shots anyway. Okay, well, I want to believe... Okay, this is the part of me that wants to believe that this is the origin story of... Oh, I went bankrupt from buying that mountain. Yeah. Because, like... I want to know how he got this fucking mountain so badly. <laughs> so I want to believe that's what happens. What I actually think is going to happen, okay, is not to do with a mountain because it's called a hill, which is not a mountain, Liam. You can't make me believe that. You can't do it. Okay. I'm not fighting you on this. Oh, okay, good. All right. Uh, so what I think will happen is there's this place with an urban legend Yep. on this Musakabe hill. I don't know what it would be, but maybe it's something like people who go there... Never come back. Yeah, never come back or something. There's a ghost who walks down the road at midnight. Exactly. So maybe no one lives there or it's like an abandoned town or something is there. Town? Abandoned village is there. And maybe Izuki? Is that her name? Izumi? Yep. Yeah, Izuki. Oh, Izumi. Sorry. Izumi. Is Izumi. Remember, here's a clever um, mnemonic that we coined earlier that you can oh. use to remember it. I'll remember this. It's a me. Izumi. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. So Itsumi, uh, Izumi, will be all like, did you know that there's this strange village? It might help your manga. And he'll be like, hmm, maybe it will. I'm not sure, but I should go and investigate You mean exactly manga. like what happened this episode? Exactly. Like, I think all of these things are just like, hmm, maybe it could help my manga. But I think it'll maybe be... Maybe this village could help my manga. Yeah, but I think it'll be set before the Millionaire one we village, just watched. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe not. I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a seven-year time span there it could take place in. Exactly. So maybe he'll go there and everyone who went there never comes back. Nobody ever goes in. Nobody ever comes out. And it's like, Silent Hill. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it could just be like, oh, maybe there's a cult there. Oh, yeah. Mutsukabe is Japanese for silent. <laughs> and uh, Hill is Japanese for hill. Ah. So... He goes there and he it's fights all like, Pyramid Head. He fights Pyramid Head, comes back, and he's all like, "Well, that was lame. This didn't help my mother." Koichi, at all. can I move in with you? Yeah, maybe he'll bring someone along this time. I would really enjoy that if he brought someone along that wasn't like a new character. Ah, uh, yeah, Yukako Yamagishi. <laughs> no, maybe. I think they'd be an interesting double act. Have we seen them working together yet? No, no. Maybe. Maybe one of them is... Uh... They are the two people who would get things done because yeah. they are both incredibly stubborn and just are not going to take no for an answer in any situation. Yeah, and they just do stuff immediately. Yeah. Yukaku's like, oh, well, I'll just control things with my hair. Oh, I'll just heaven's door them. And they're like, no, let me control it with my hair. No, let me heaven's door them. And then, yeah. So I think maybe there'll be like another kind of, oh, investigate an urban myth style adventure. I'm not sure what it'd be, but yeah. Well, we'll find out next time on Thus Spoke Shibe Rohan, I suppose. Yeah. Should we wrap it up? Sure. All right. This has been JoJo's World. Ironically, not talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but something very closely related to it. Yeah. Um, as mentioned in the previous few episodes, uh, I'm moving house this coming week, so there may be some disruption to our release schedule. Because you have um, no internet. Yeah, but we'll try to get that back on board as soon as we can. Uh, yeah, I'm sure those of you who have moved know that it's quite a trial. So um, just we, we ask that you bear with us in this time. Please understand. Yeah. Bye. See ya.